to the first episode of My Terrible 20s. I'm your host, Wendy Zhang, and today we're going to kick it off with the first topic, which is going to be 10 things I learned by 21. So it's kind of a reflection of things that I've learned. I know you've probably heard time and time again the same things that people would tell their younger self, their 20-year-old self, things like make sure you love yourself, don't care about what other people say, don't compare yourself with other people, and stuff like that. And it's all true, all very good advice, but I don't know how helpful it is because I remember when people would tell me, make sure you love yourself. I was like, what the heck does that mean? How do I do that? How do I get that? (laughs) What is self-love, right? And so this is not going to be that. It's going to be actual experiences and lessons that I've accumulated in my life that I feel are worthy of sharing with whoever needs to hear them. And you know, if you're here just to listen to my self-exploitation, then... (laughs) I am so glad that you're here as well. So let's get started. The first thing that I learned by 21 years old is to get rid of that list of requirements that you expect your partner to have. Instead, have a mental list of what you have to offer. So this is another way of saying, focus on your own value and be confident. What makes you awesome? Is it your humor? Is it your kindness? your empathy? What is it? Ask your friends if you don't know. And if none of you can think of anything, which I highly doubt, my advice is to sit down and figure out who the hell you are. If you don't know yourself, how do you know what you want? How can you have a list of things that you're expecting your partner to have? How do you even know what you need? So I always thought that I was a really confident person, but then I went through a time in university when I realized my confidence wasn't really confidence. I didn't actually know what made me me. So my confidence wasn't rooted in anything because I didn't know myself. It made me really susceptible to manipulation in relationships, which include friendships, by the way. So that's hella, hella toxic. You should, you should run while you can from those people. But no, that's another thing. When you're self-aware, you're not going to let others who have done you wrong try to convince you that you are being crazy. But when you aren't self-aware and when you're not confident in who you are and when you don't know what the heck you stand for, you're going to believe people when they tell you these things about yourself. When people tell you you're, over, you're, you're crazy, you're overreacting, you're going to believe it. Just like I did. I wasn't sure of who I was. And so I believed these people who would tell me these things just to get off the hook, just so that they would no longer be in trouble, you know? And so my, what I learned is to just don't let this happen to you. Figure out who the hell you are. Do it for your own sake and for the sake of your future spouse. Number two is that you are most likely not overreacting. So stay away from the people who tell you that you're overreacting. If you're simply expressing how you feel, I am a strong believer that you should not apologize for how you feel. And you have every right to tell someone that they've hurt you. But I do think that there's it doesn't matter what you say, it's how you say it. And so for me, I put a lot of preparation and thought into my word choice. Um, when I, when I present to someone how they've hurt me, I never act in the heat of the moment anymore. We all know what happens when you act in the heat of the moment. I actually should have put that on the list. Don't act in the heat of the moment because you will say things you regret, but I actually learned this from my therapist. So shout out to Olivia. She made me see that my reactions to things that people have done to me were actually kind of normal. If anything, I think I was underreacting. 
if you've seen Dead to Me, it's a Netflix show. Um, there's this main character who's like yelling at her son because he broke the law or whatever. He got in trouble and he tells her, mom, you're overreacting. And she goes, do not tell a woman they're overreacting. Most of the time women are underreacting. Okay. This is my reaction. And I just thought that was so brilliant because it's true. You should not feel like you have to conserve your passion for what you feel about a particular topic. If other people are telling you that you're overreacting and that you're too much for them, maybe it's time to consider like that person's place in your life and in your heart. Above all else, guard your heart and love the Lord your God. (laughs) Um, The third thing that I learned before I turned 20, this is a little bit more deep, is to forgive your parents. Some people were blessed with the loving, you know, the loving parents who did just about everything right. The rest of us either watched their parents go through an ugly divorce or, you know, abused by their parents, abandoned by their parents. Some people had to step up into the role of a parent for their siblings. And some people never met their parents. For those groups of people, I I feel your pain. I feel it. Believe me. One of the things, though, that I learned before I turned 21 is to forgive my parents consistently, almost every day. Parents are just humans, too, and we often forget that. Parents are really just kids raising kids, and that's not something we're going to understand until it happens to us. But for now, for those of us who had strained or absent relationships with their parents, let me just say this. Forgiving them over and over, even if they keep messing up, it's better than if you hold a grudge over them for the last 20-something years and until you're 50, until they're on their deathbed and you're still mad at them. It's better to forgive because if you keep forgiving them, there's always a chance that the relationship can form. There's always a chance. But if you don't forgive, there's a 0% chance of that happening. And for me personally... I chose to have forgiveness for mine, even if it takes them a while to come around. I can only pray that the same thing will happen for most people in that situation, but it does require forgiveness first. The next topic is kind of serious also, but a little lighthearted. It's that you should travel and make friends that are of a different race or culture than you. And honestly, this is more and more important if you look at our world today with the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement. And if you look at our history, there's just so much precedented incidences of racism and hate. So start with yourself. It's good to go to protests and to sign petitions, but you should also make sure that there is inner change happening within you. Do you have a bias that you don't recognize? Is your friend group filled with one color? Do you profile people based on their appearance, therefore color, before you actually get to know them? If any of these are you, I would strongly, strongly, strongly push you to go outside of your comfort zone, try to get to know people, travel, get to know culture in the deepest sense by emerging yourself into it, and try to make friends out of your race. I would really challenge people in their 20s to let themselves fall in love outside of their culture, outside of their ethnicity, make friendships with people that don't look like you. 
The fifth thing is to get rid of negative people. Don't tolerate negativity because let me tell you, negativity is so contagious. And the last thing you need in your journey is someone who reigns on every parade because they're unhappy with themselves. So there is a big difference between someone who is negative and they can't help but be negative. Like there's something deeper going on with their mental health. Those type of people, you should try to be their friend and be there for them with what they need, but they should also be willing to help themselves to get better. And then there are people who enjoy being negative. These are the people that you should cut out of your life, okay? Just don't even let it grow into your life. Cut off the branch before it even sprouts. Number six, enjoy your single years. So I live alone and throughout the COVID-19 lockdown, it was about two months long and people would always say to me, it's, isn't it, isn't it hard to live alone during this time? Like, do you feel lonely? And I'm grateful people are looking out for me, but I can't help but respond with why would I be lonely? Like I, I genuinely don't know why someone would think that I'd be lonely. I spent my quarantine the best way I can imagine all by myself. I never get to spend that much time by myself and with God and work on creative projects. And like, you know, I learned new skills like cooking, um, how to use Adobe Illustrator. I, I learned to paint my own nails, which actually saves me about $35 a month. I practice new makeup looks. I read a lot. And so th there's just so much that I've done that I wouldn't have been able to do had I been quarantined with someone. So I'm so grateful for that time and for this entire season of my life in singleness. You have plenty of time later in life to complain about not being married. So why not enjoy this time to yourself right now? Number seven is very near and dear to my heart. Don't deprive yourself of foods that you want to eat. And it sounds very simple. You're like, duh, Wendy. What do you mean? I mean, if you choose to go on a diet, make sure it's for the right reason. So let me just hear me out. For me, I was vegetarian for three, almost four years. And, you know, of course, for a 20-year-old, that's about one-fifth of my life. There is definitely a health benefit of being vegetarian. Your intestines will probably thank you when you're 50. But, you know, I was doing it mostly because I wanted to be skinny, which is ridiculous because now I, like, look back and I'm just like, damn, girl, you were you were way too skinny already. And so, but, but at the time, I just remember feeling like being skinny was the most important thing that I even missed out on certain experiences like, you know, chicken wings, um, ribs. I went to Korea and we were at a Korean barbecue restaurant and I sat in the little corner with my sad little salad bowl. <laughs> while the rest of my family was pigging out on Korean barbecue. And that, that is just like the type of experience that you can only get when you're there. Um, and so I, I missed out because I was, I thought that being skinny or thinking that I was skinny was the most important thing. And so I, I'm saying it now and it sounds ridiculous, but this is truly something I learned by the time I was 20. <laughs> Number eight, don't sacrifice your femininity to fit the corporate personality. Femininity. I think I'm saying that right. Anyways, don't basically what it's saying is don't sacrifice who you are to fit the corporate personality. This is specifically catered to myself because I'm just very girly. Um, my personality, the way I speak, the way I dress, probably maybe also the way I look, just everything about me is very feminine. And I always felt like when I was applying to a job or meeting people, I needed to put that aside 
because they weren't going to take me seriously or they weren't going to respect me or they were going to think I'm dumb or whatever. And it's just so crazy that being feminine is somehow associated with not being professional, with being ditzy, with not knowing what you're talking about. It's just insane. And so I learned, thank God, by the time I was 21, that a good employer and a good company will look past what society says of you, what you look like or whatever, all that, all that stuff. A a company that hires you for who you are in the interview, if you get to be who you are, that is a blessing. Because let me tell you, I've been in some interviews where I pretend to be someone that I think the employer would like, and then I get hired and then I go to the job and I'm so uncomfortable around my employer because I am scared that they're going to find out that I'm not the person that they hired. You see what I mean? It's so important to be true to yourself in all aspects of life so that if you succeed, you know you did it honestly and you did it. Not some alter ego that you make up on the spot, but you, who you are through and through. Number nine, no one gives a damn, but they are definitely watching. So what this means is nobody cares about what you're doing. So I guess this kind of stays in line with don't care about what other people think, but it's not really that. You shouldn't care about what other people think because nobody gives a damn. (laughs) There's a big difference there. And you know, just because nobody cares what you're actually doing, it doesn't mean they aren't watching. And there are two ways to, to approach this. The first one is the people who watch you, who are supporting you, who, who want to see you succeed. They don't really care what you're doing, but they are rooting for you. And these are your friends and your family and just people who love you. The second group, the ones who watch you to see you fail. These are the people you should probably stay away from because they don't, again, they don't care what you do, but they definitely want to see if you mess up. And I guess you can tie this with the negative people because the negative people want to see you fail. Also, probably misery loves company. I honestly am going to put that on a bumper sticker because more people need to be aware. Number 10, this is the last one. And this is just the beginning. Isn't that funny? It's kind of ironic. It's the last point. And the point is, this is just the beginning. By the time I was 20, I was like, damn, I'm running out of time. And then I have to keep reminding myself that I'm so young. I'm only 21 and that it's never too late to start. But that's especially true when you're 21. So truly it is your life is just beginning. There is so much ahead of you that you don't even know existed. There's still so much to experience. There's still so much to find out and learn about yourself. That's why it's so important to work on who you are. If you don't like who you are, make sure you change that. Work on it until you like who you are. And then everything you do is for your future self. Like I was saying earlier, make sure you know who you are because this is the one person you're going to be spending the rest of your life with, guaranteed. And you better, you better make sure that you guys have a time and a half. So that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much. If you've listened to this whole thing, I am working on some new topics to cover in the next few weeks. Um, there's actually a lot of stuff. I didn't know that I was talking to actually us Asians love to send voice notes. And so podcasts are kind of just really, really, really long voice notes that we just kind of send out to the public. And this is just the Asian in me just rambling on. And so I found some topics and I'm really excited to share them as well. So thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time.